You're now listening to the Tax Smart REI podcast, your source for all things real estate, accounting, and tax. Here we reveal our secrets that can save you thousands in taxes, streamline your accounting process, and help grow your business. Stay tuned to hear insightful interviews with industry experts, successful real estate investors, and current clients on what strategies they use to grow their business and how they steer clear of Uncle Sam. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Tax Smart REI podcast. Today we're going to be talking about something very important for real estate investors that is coming up in 2024 is the 2024 Corporate Transparency Act. Done, done, and done. It's going to impact most investors. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. Hey, real estate CPAs out there. Are you feeling worn out by the routine of conventional CPA firms? Well, listen up. We're hiring and we might just have what you're looking for. Our firm breaks the mold. We're not for those satisfied with the usual grind. And if you're someone who's passionate about excellence and innovation, here's what we have to offer. Break free of endless time tracking. Join one of the fastest growing CPA firms as listed by the Inc. 5000. Dive deep into the specialization of real estate. Be at the forefront of cutting edge technology. Enjoy the luxury of being 100% remote. Yes, Say goodbye to those daily commutes. Reap performance-based rewards that truly mirror your contributions and not just the time that you put in. And collaborate with some of the brightest minds in the industry. We're actively recruiting senior tax associates, tax supervisors, and tax managers for our U.S.-based roles. If you're interested, you can learn more and apply today by visiting www.therealestatecpa.com careers. We're looking to make hiring decisions by the end of October, so if you are interested, now is your chance. Again, you can learn more and apply today today by visiting www.therealestatecpa.com slash careers. We look forward to hearing from you, but for now, we're going to dive right into today's episode. All right. So before we jump right into the Corporate Transparency Act, we just have a quick ask for the listeners here. You know, we've been doing this show now for five or six years. We have over been a long 20- time. Been, been a while. I, yeah. Yeah. I think it started at what, 2016? You came on board 2017. You're like, we got to make this serious. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I think we've really started hitting the ground running in September 2018, if I'm not mistaken. And since then, we have over 250 episodes, including all the series, the rep series, the short term rental series, and others, and somewhere between 110, like 130K listeners per month. And last we checked, like ranked 248 or something like that on business podcasts, which is phenomenal. We're out on all podcast platforms virtually. Yeah. And um, we have 3.71 million downloads that's a lot it's a lot and for a tax podcast right that's crazy and people say they don't care about tax people clearly do um and then you know we're posting on social media on linkedin on facebook and we're gonna be getting some reels going on soon of course take more advantage of those reels um but we wanted to ask you know what are some ideas from you the listener how could we grow the show how could we get this out to even more investors help them become tax smart, right? Maybe you have ideas from other shows you're listening to or shows that you're running or ideas that you just have in your mind. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can send us an email at hello at taxsmartinvestors.com and uh, with those ideas. Yeah. Tom and I were talking, we were at MM6. It's the Jake and Gino conference this past weekend. Oh, I guess a couple weekends ago, depending on when this episode comes out. And we noticed that people were coming up to our booth. Half of them had heard of our podcast and like, we love it. The other half had no clue that we had a podcast. So that's what kind of got us talking like, okay, there's clearly still a lot of people that don't know that this show exists, but the people that are listening to it seem to love it. We've got good ratings and reviews on on the various platforms and stuff. So thank you very much, by the way, for those of you that are doing that. We, we were brainstorming some things and then we were like, wait, why don't we just 
ask our listeners. I'm sure that there's some smart people out there that listen to this show that might have some pretty good ideas. So if you do, if you want to help us or just point us in the right direction, shoot us an email at, what is it? Hello at taxsmartinvestors.com. Yep. Hello at taxsmartinvestors.com. Yep. We'd love to hear from you. With that being said, uh, we appreciate your support. And now we're going to dive right into the Corporate Transparency Act, which is going to take effect January 1st, 2024. All right, Sounds so first, scary. More regulation is always a pain, right? No one wants more regulation, but they keep throwing it on us. And this is just another <laughs> another set of regulations that people are going to have to deal with. And all those LLCs that you have, you're going to have Ooh. to have a lot of more filing requirements, but we'll get into that in due time here. So first question you probably have is, what is this Corporate Transparency Act, right? So the Corporate Transparency Act uh, outlines new reporting requirements for entities formed or registered to do business in the United States. And uh, they require the reporting companies to disclose certain information about their beneficial owners to FinCEN, which is basically uh, the financial reporting entity in the United States. So you have to report this information. Now, the good news is there's exemptions, but I don't believe many real estate investors will qualify for these exemptions. So here they are. The first one is large operating companies, which are entities that have more than 20 full-time employees, not in counting affiliated entities. U.S. Uh, employees. We, we should plug that. 20 oh, yes, full-time U.S. employees. Okay. So that's that. That's a number. Okay. You have to have reported more than $5 million of revenue from U.S. sources on a consolidated basis to the IRS for the previous year. And so this is all and statements. These aren't or. And you have to have an operating presence at a physical location in the United States. A large operating company is 20 U.S. employees, full-time, $5 million in revenue, and physical location yeah. in the U.S. So that's one exemption. That's exemption number one. Now, number two is your nonprofit, uh, political organization, or and certain tax-exempt trusts. And we're not going to get into that those details, but that's the second. Which okay. I find odd. Political organizations, right? I find that one odd. That one's odd, but nonprofit. I mean, that's odd too. And it's a good point about the political organizations, but the nonprofit's not being included. I mean, the whole point of the FinCEN stuff here, the whole point of this act, at least as far as I understand it, is to prevent fraud and money laundering. But I mean, who's to say they're not doing that with nonprofit entities and political organizations? Right, right, right. I think it could definitely happen. So yeah. it is. Maybe it we're is missing something with like how those entities are reported on the regular. I just we don't see many of them. So if I take a shot in the dark here, it's because the people who wrote this law probably are involved in those <laughs> in some way, shape, or right, form. So exemption number three. <laughs> so exemption number three. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Exemption Conspiracy. number three. All right. Public companies, insurance companies, banks, registered investment companies, registered investment advisors, and certain other entities that are already subject to regulatory oversight. So I'm not too surprised about this one. These types of companies have to report so much stuff already to the authorities that this information is probably already being provided. So the exemptions to the reporting requirements are large operating companies, nonprofits, political organizations, and basically public companies, banks, stuff like that, that's already reporting through other other laws. Okay. Right. So what that means for most of us listeners here, um, if you have LLCs, um, if you have other entities, you're probably subject to the Corporate Transparency Act. Okay. This is why we're talking about this today. 
Hey, real quick, if you're a longtime listener of the show, then you know we give all of our tax secrets away for free, from how to use the real estate professional status and short-term rental loophole to save thousands of dollars in taxes, and just about everything in between, we don't hold anything back. And that's because our goal is to help as many real estate investors as possible reduce taxes and build tax advantage wealth, regardless of budget. And the only way we're able to help more real estate investors is if you can rate, review, and share the podcast. If you could take that one small action, just drop us a review. It'll take like 10 seconds. It will help more real estate investors become tax smart. We appreciate your support. And now back to the show. What are the requirements? That's what's next. So now that you're probably subject to this, what does this mean for you? All right. So so what do you have to do? Um, you have to report a beneficial ownership information report to the U.S. Treasury's Financial Crimes Enforcement Net- Network, which is FinCEN. The Beneficial Ownership Information Report discloses certain information about the reporting company, such as your name, address, taxpayer identification number, and all of its beneficial owners and applicants, their full names, their dates of birth, their addresses, etc. You also have to, I believe, include photocopies of documentation like driver's license and passports and things like that. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, Beneficial owners include any individual who, directly or indirectly, exercises substantial control over the entity or owns or controls 25% or more of the ownership interests. So if you own a large stake in these companies, no matter you know how small, then you're going to be a beneficial owner or if you exercise substantial control. So that's a really key point there is like you could be a 1% owner, but still exercise substantial control over the entity. You are a beneficial owner that will be showing up on these beneficial ownership information reports. This information is not going to be publicly available, but it will be disclosed to the federal and state law enforcement agencies and with the reporting company's consent to financial institutions in connection with their know your customers obligations. So this is very much a way to stop fraud and crime, but it's pretty invasive, I think. And especially with all like the data like leaks and stuff that's happening. I mean, you know, and everybody listening to this knows part of like all the crazy entity structuring that we see people do that we don't necessarily agree with all the time, but you know, that's a different podcast, but we see people do it is to gain anonymity. And here you are blowing your anonymity up, at least to the government. But if there's any sort of data leak. Yeah. I mean, all your information, I mean, there's going to be your full name, your full legal name, date of birth, (laughs) address, and passport or driver's license with photocopies of such documents. Imagine that information got into the wrong hands, the damage that someone could do. And so basically what? like, So if you don't qualify for an exception, right? So if you have an entity, like an LLC, an S-corp, a C-corp, a trust, whatever, and you don't qualify for one of the exceptions that we previously just mentioned, this is the report that you have to go and fill out and submit to FinCEN. Yeah? Yep. That's how it works. Right. Let's talk about the dates then. When do we have to submit these reports by? Right. Existing entities formed prior to January 1st, 2024 will have one year from that date to file their initial BIO report, which is the beneficial owner report. So you basically have until January 1st, 2025, effectively to file this if you already have an existing entity prior to 2024. Now, if you have a new entity formed on or after the 1st of January, 2024, you must file your initial report within 30 days of formation. Now, I did read an article coming into this podcast that there is a proposal to extend that to 90 days, and I could see why that would be. 
but I don't know that that was passed yet. So you're going to want to make sure you take a look at that or speak to your attorney um, if you're concerned about that. So after that initial report, the good news is there's no annual or quarterly filing requirements. So it keeps your administrative work nice and low. However, uh, you must file an amendment within 30 days after any change in that report information. So if an owner changes or your, your address changes, you might have to go ahead and file that report. So just something to keep aware of. All right. Now, what I would suggest just from my own experience here is I would recommend reviewing the full requirements for yourself, educating yourself if you have LCs, if you have entities, and perhaps speaking with your attorney to ensure that you're in compliance with these upcoming regulations. Now, I also imagine that as you set up entities moving forward, that this is something that a service that attorneys would offer or be included in your entity structuring program with them or whatever the case may be. Um, to go ahead and handle this on your behalf. But uh, this is something to be aware of for everybody who does have existing LLCs. Yeah, it's really important for you, listener, to take charge of this because I think right now in the accounting and legal industry, there's this big question mark of like, who should be filing these returns for the investors or the owners of these various entities? Because from our point of view, like we can file those reports. I don't think that it crosses the line of unlicensed practice of law, which is typically the concern with accountants setting up entities for you. So like if you have an accountant that's setting up an entity for you, that's a big red flag in and of itself. You need a legal license to be doing that type of stuff. But this is just reporting on beneficial ownership interests, which accountants would have information for. The problem is, is that this isn't really a tax return. And, and so it's not going to, at least from my understanding, it's not going to be something that's added to our tax return software. This is a separate filing requirement. It's not going to the IRS. It's not going to state taxing authorities. It's going to FinCEN. So the question that we all have in the industry right now is like, who should be filing these reports for clients? And all that means for you is that you need to take charge of your situation and you need to collaborate with your attorneys and your accountants to make sure everybody knows who's filing your returns. Because... If you fail to comply with the CTA, here's what you're looking at. The CTA's Corporate Transparency Act. If you fail, it's $500 per day. The penalty, the failure to comply penalty is $500 per day up to $10,000. So it does cap at 10,000 bucks. That's the failure to comply, failure to file this BOI and possible criminal penalties. I presume the criminal piece would really be for like, you're just blatantly lying on these BOI reports, right. but I don't know. So point is, take ownership over filing this BOI form to FinCEN, either when you set up a new entity, or if you already have a bunch of entities right now, you have until basically the end of 2024 to make sure that all those entities were filed correctly. So make sure that you're collaborating with your attorneys and your accountants on that to get that done. Yes, it's a pain in the butt. Somebody actually asked us at the uh, the MM6 conference, they were like, well, this is great news for you guys, right? Because it's more money. And we we're like, no, it's not. No, None of our clients like to hear, hey, here's we're going to charge an extra $500 to file this additional report. It's not fun. We don't get any joy out of it. I don't like the overreach personally. I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot. And I think yeah. Tom probably feels the same way. But uh, it is now necessary. It is required. So uh, loop up with your attorneys, loop up with your accountants, and just make sure that you're covered. And I would probably even create calendar events in your calendar for all your current entities. Like get a big checklist. It's $500 per day penalty. 
and potential criminal penalties. Don't, don't, don't take this lightly. Yeah. I mean, I just remembered as we're here on this show talking about this, I have an LLC that I set up like way back in the day and I have to go and make sure that things either closed or what have you, because if not, $500, I'm not paying $10,000 or whatever if I mess this up. So I want to go make sure that that's handled accordingly. So, yeah. All right. That's really all you need to know right now about this. If there's any major changes, I'm sure we'll be keeping everybody up to date on it. Uh, But this is something you want to go ahead and review for yourself so that you're aware of of how this all works. Having said that, that's about it for today. Thanks for tuning into the TaxSmart REI podcast. And again, if you do have any ideas on how we can grow the show, get this into the hands of more investors, help them become tax smart, we'd love to hear it. You can reach out to us at hello at taxsmartinvestors.com and we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also email us at contact at therealestatecpa.com with any feedback or topic suggestions. We are always taking on new clients and with the new tax laws in play, you really don't want to navigate this alone. Let us help you save money on taxes and with your accounting and CFO needs. To become a client, navigate to our client page at therealestatecpa.com and fill out a web form with as much detail about your situation as possible. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week.